Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 1234 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer with you. Just a quick tweet, and then we'll bring uh, John Shannon aboard. Uh, Kurt Levins, I wonder if he's listening to the show as we speak, uh, tweeted out to say, Kurt uh, does some uh, writing uh, for the Cult of Hockey. He uh, puts a piece out every Sunday, and uh, he's tapped in. Uh, anyhow, uh, and he understands radio, too, I would suggest to you. It's hilarious to hear some people criticize Ken Holland, says Kurt Levins, by saying he only wanted Detroit because of good amateur scouting. Yeah, and remember what Ken Holland was before becoming Detroit's GM. Detroit's director of amateur scouting. Because <laughs> we've uh, not surprisingly, we've had a lot of texts with a lot of opinions on the Oilers' imminent hiring of one Ken Holland. Again, reported by multiple individuals. Uh, one of whom is going to join us right now on a River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. Hello, John Shannon. How are you? Hey, Bob. How are you doing? Good. So here's the thing. As you know, I, I work for OEG, so I have to use terms like all signs pointing to Ken Holland uh, being uh, named the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers. You, however, work for Sportsnet, so you can say what to that? Uh, that he has agreed to terms, that he is going to be the next general manager of the Edmonton Oilers, and he hasn't signed his contract yet. He has not. So he, he's, well, and whether they do that electronically today, or do it in person, because as of uh, uh, two hours ago, Ken Holland was not at Edmonton yet. Okay. He was still uh, he was still in the Eastern Time Zone. There you go. Um, give me your... Are, are you surprised that Ken Holland left Detroit, John? <sighs> not really. Um, you know, he... I, I think I, it, it's funny, you know. Once you get it in your blood that you are the general manager, I think it's difficult to get get it out of your blood. So I think that, and Ken's pragmatic enough; he understood that something had to happen uh, in Detroit as well, from the point of view of Iserman being available. He should facilitate that, which he did. Uh, and then I think there was a realization. And the realization might have come during that first press conference, or the realization certainly came over the next two or three weeks, that he wasn't making the decisions anymore. And I think at a certain point, when you are a general manager, that's in your DNA, and you want to make decisions. John, would it surprise you that I, I, I see, certainly on Twitter, uh, a lot of the, say, sub-40 to 45-year-olds are quite critical of this, 
hiring. And there are some old, like you talk to people in hockey circles, and the the and I, and again, I, I talked to uh, seven guys this morning. Okay, five yeah. from five different organizations, and they're all like, "Who would question Ken Holland being hired in Edmonton?" Like it's, yeah, but that that doesn't appease the younger demographics. So what what would you say in 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 terms uh, in regards to that? There's no question this is an establishment hire. Uh, there's no question that uh, that uh, what Kenny is able to do uh, is is bring in a philosophy and a style that works worked well for him for the most part in Detroit over the last 22 years. Uh, there's nobody in the game right now that doesn't have the ultimate respect for how Ken Holland thinks the game, how Ken Holland is always proactive in trying to improve the game. Uh, you know, what the Edmonton Oilers were able to acquire in hiring Ken was a huge voice at the general manager's table. Uh, and that's that's a good thing for it. That's that's a small market in Canada having a big voice. And that's what Ken Holland brings to the table. As far as what he's going to do day-to-day with personnel, with contracts, with culture within the Edmonton Oilers, I don't think there's... I don't think you can walk into a room that Ken is there and he's going to say, here's what we're doing, and I don't think you'll question it. I think that there will be belief and faith in what Ken Holland builds for the organization. It, it's, it, from the establishment, it will be difficult. It will be difficult to question the hiring of Ken Holland. Those people that have worked uh, outside of the regular hockey world but still have the ability to think they have questions, might say, hey, listen, you know, in the cap world, he hasn't been as successful. No, he, they're right. They're right. But I would I would argue that timing has been so much of everything, and then ownership demands in Detroit were so much of everything as well. There was, there was always the demand not to take it down to scratch and rebuild, but there was a demand to always make the playoffs. Hence the, you know, the year they went to 25 years, you can bet the Gillis family said, we need to get to 26. And so the goal didn't become winning the Stanley Cup in the last decade. The goal, the goal became just making the playoffs. And I would suspect that that issue is, and that, that goal is different at Edmonton, where I do think that championship or bust is the key. John Shannon joining us from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Bob Stoffer, Oilers now. Sean, what would you say to the Texers, and we're getting a lot of them on the Heartland Ford text line, saying this is Pete Shirelli 2.0? Uh, I, I, I don't agree. Um, I, I do think that uh, when you talk about someone who's approachable, someone who's transparent, uh, I think you, you get Ken Holland. I, I think that people have to, you know, people in Edmonton have seen Ken Holland from a distance. Uh, and, and what you're going to get with Ken Holland is you, you are going to get accessibility. You are going to see people around and, and you're going to hear a lot more from Ken Holland. Uh, and I, I don't want this to be, I don't want this Monday to be a, a day that we bash Peter Shirelli. Uh, but what you're going to get is you're going to get someone who will explain every move that he's done. And I think that in the end, we didn't get that from Peter. Yeah, I just remember the last, I believe it was December 30th, or maybe the 31st, the day after the acquisition of both uh I was having this conversation with somebody in the league yesterday uh, when the Oilers picked up Petrovich. Um, 
Petrovich and Manning, right. Petrovich and Manning, and Peter came out, and he looked haggard and done and spent. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, was, he looked kind of disheveled, and it was like, wow, not seen him look like that before. All right, uh, John Shannon joining us from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Next question. So it's fait accompli, this thing's getting done, though it's not yes. signed off yet or is on the... No, they, well, every, everybody has agreed. Yeah. Ownership has agreed. Management has agreed. Kenny has agreed. But the name is, you know, and, hey, maybe the name is being transmitted as we speak, Bob. All right. You know, I mean, it could be, I mean, it's, it's imminent, all right? Two different questions for you. First question, what does this mean on the coaching front? Who makes sense at Ken, as Ken Holland's coach? The Oilers have got an interim coach right now, Ken Hitchcock, who's got an evergreen clause that the Oilers inherited for Dallas for the next couple of seasons that would keep Ken uh, theoretically employed if he's not the head coach as an advisor or yeah. a consultant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Give me your best guess. What makes the most sense for the Oilers? Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, I, it's, uh, to me, the, to me, I, I would not rule out Dave Tippett at this point. Uh, I do think that uh, there is interest in Buffalo on, in, on Tippett as well. Yep. Uh, I, I know he's going to interview there. Uh, if he hasn't already, uh, but I, th- I I think that uh, you know, and I saw Jim Matheson tweets uh, earlier today about uh, uh, about Todd Todd Nelson. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'll tell you what, there are some other good coaches. Todd Richards is a damn good coach who's an assistant in Tampa, who has uh, his co- head coaching uh, pedigree in Minnesota and in Columbus. I, I I don't, you know, we don't need it. We don't we, we don't need to see the Oilers have a coach by Wednesday. Right. Uh, I think that uh, this is something that uh, Kenny can take his time on and uh, and find the right person. Just as an FYI, a guy by the name of Tyler Hupka on Twitter put out, he did a poll. As you know, you can only put four names in a poll on Twitter. <laughs> and, 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 were was, you, and you and I were you and I were three and four, right? No, we were not three and four. Uh, oh, damn. Yeah, damn. one of these days they'll figure it out. Uh, but anyhow, uh, over 4,000 votes. And again, know who applies Twitter. Know who uses Twitter. F- over 4,000 vo- votes, the four names, Babcock, Hitchcock, Nelson, and Tippett. Uh, over 4,000 votes. Nelson's at 50%, half the votes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tippett's yeah. second at 23%. Mike Babcock at 16%. Hitch is well, last I checked, he has a job. Well, that's where I want to go next. Does, because it yeah. it's, it's already been bandied about by the Toronto media types. Is that a... Oh, is it a uh, and I'm guilty of it. Hey, listen, I'm as, I'm as guilty of it as anybody. Uh, I don't think that... I, I don't think that that... You know, you know, Kyle talked about a process. Yep. Kyle has been out of town. The Marlies are still playing. Uh, I would suggest that uh, the Maple Leafs are, are have still to make some personnel decisions. There you go. All right. So I would be shocked if Mike Babcock's in Edmonton. Though. What's One that? way or the other. Mm-hmm. I'd be shocked if Mike Babcock's in Edmonton, period. Would there be enough? If, if it ever came to fruition. What was the number that was reported on, that you reported on Twitter on uh, Ken Holland? Uh, the, the, the num- numbers wise, yeah, five uh, years. It, 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 it's, it's a five-year deal. And it's uh, I, I believe it's just south of five million a year. Okay, is there any that, money that includes that includes some bonuses? Is there money left to hire a coach? That's a lot of money for general manager. Is it, would that be the highest in the league? Do you believe? Oh no, no. There's at least two I know that are higher. Okay, good to know. So one being Steve Eiserman, and I would suspect that Lou Lamorello is higher too. All right. Uh, John Shannon joining us from NHL Hockey and Rogers. So uh, there is collateral 
that occurs in these situations. So Steve Eisenman goes to Detroit. He brings Pat Verbeek in him. Ken Holland, somebody pointed said to me today, Ken Holland, uh, you take a look in Detroit, you know, Jim Neal leaving. What did that mean to Ken Holland? Uh, Jim Neal, because, you know, the Red Wings let both Neal and Eisenman go to other organizations, uh, Tampa Bay and Dallas, respectively. So on that note, are we looking uh, the name Ryan Martin? Somebody brought Ryan Martin up to me on Friday. Is a guy very tight to Ken Holland. Some have said Tyler Wright. Uh, I actually think the Oilers' amateur side is in pretty good shape. But what do you think the poss- How much of a turnover do you envision with the management staff here, John? Uh, well, I think that again, I don't think that that's something you need to do on the Monday because I, I, I think that Kenny needs to get a feel for for who is there and, and what they do. I'm sure he has an idea. Uh, the one thing I, I, I do think that this probably, you know, the next step is to try to figure out where Keith's future is in the organization. You know, I, I, I would, I would believe there are some people in the organization would would certainly support Keith being around and and having a huge role with within the team. Um, and, and but there are two people that uh, have to uh, weigh in on that too. One of them is Kenny, obviously, and the other one's Keith. Whether Keith wants to stay around and whether Keith wants to learn from Kenny. Because uh, I, I do think that there's something to be said for that, um, you, you know. And I, I would, would I be surprised if there's a Tyler Rake? Well, I, I, I to me, yeah, that's a duplication, and, and that would only occur if, if somehow, some way, that Keith Gretzky's not part of the organization, um, you know. But Ryan Martin got named. I mean, and so did Kenny Holland in the Eiserman press release. But Ryan, Ryan did get named as assistant general manager, and he's still going to run. AHL Grand Rapids, right? Uh, so you have to wonder if did he get did Steve get buy-in from Ryan, who has huge respect from Eiserman as he does from Holland. In fact, Eiserman tried to hire Ryan in Tampa. Yes, when he went went there the first time. Uh, Al Murray staying in Tampa as well and getting a promotion, and he is, uh, I mean, he's. That's the bird dog, man. You take a look at the depth, the, the, the amount of hits they have on second and third and fourth round picks, and they've got players coming like Taylor Radish is still coming up. Uh, Matthew Joseph, uh, Anthony Sorelli uh, were pretty good players for them as well. So uh, interesting stuff. Yeah, Al Murray's the real deal. We know that. We know that from all his, his, his days way back at uh, Hockey Canada. John Shannon, uh, Philadelphia Flyers today. Man, talk about a veteran coaching staff. Uh, interesting to me in the sense, Elaine Vigneault, Michelle yeah. Therrien, and Mike Yo. Yeah. Like three, you know, and the two assistants have both been head coaches. Ian LaPerriere is going to stay on. Uh, by I guess Elaine was a defenseman in the NHL, but that's a head coach. Usually with guys coaching the D, it's a former NHL defenseman. Just your thoughts on the horsepower the Flyers have on that staff. To me, this is uh, one where uh, Alain said, well, I want to hire uh, Michelle. And then Chuck Fletcher said, well, if you get to hire an assistant coach, I get to hire an assistant coach. Yeah. So let's, uh, you can take uh, Michelle. Uh, and uh, I'd like Mike to be on the staff as well. And, and obviously that worked uh, to uh, Alain's position that he was fine with that. So uh, to me, you're right about horsepower. And, and I'm really happy for him, Perrier really happy that he was able to stay on i think he's one of the bright lights in our game and he's so much fun always to to be around and he's so candid um and he was a pretty good hockey player on top of that uh, uh he was fearless that's for sure so, and then uh, to see scott gordon actually go back and yes uh, in that teaching role in the american league to me is rather interesting because that to me tells you that chuck fletcher is really trying to 
rebuild some relationships, and that's a positive for the Flyers. Well, you take a look at Todd Nelson. Uh, you know, he was the interim coach, and then the new regime came in, and yeah. uh, he decided not to stay, and Holland hired him with Detroit's organization, and Todd went on to win a Calder Cup. Chris Knobloch interviewed with Detroit to coach their farm team at one point. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, he interviewed... Uh, He's he interviewed with several organizations as an AHL head coach uh, and as an NHL assistant. Ultimately selected Philadelphia. Uh, he is now a free agent. Do you expect that he'll be without work uh, long? No, uh, and there are certainly other there are certainly avenues by which a guy like Chris can 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 go. I you know there's you know even even you know the money that's now being paid. It's not NHL money, but the money that's now being paid at the junior level. Yeah, it would not surprise me to see Chris go back to a, a you know a, a big franchise in the in the CHL either. I mean, Knobloch's uh, resume speaks for itself, whether it be in uh, in Cranbrook or whether it be in Erie, Pennsylvania. He's he's done some really really good things at that level, and uh, waiting to get his chance at the NHL level is one of the interesting ones. He, I, I think he thought he was doing the right thing um, by being an assistant in Philly, but uh, obviously that didn't. Uh, didn't work out to to his his benefit there. Does Ron Hextall resurface as a GM at some point? Because there's a, there, the perception is that he did a pretty good job drafting and building up depth in the organization. And of course, he did find the Flyers a hell of a goalie by the name of Carter Hart for the future. Yeah, it, it, he should. Uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the interesting thing now about Ron Hextall is, and and this goes this goes to how you manage um, people around you and how you manage public perception. Um, I, I, I think by the end in, in Philadelphia, there weren't many people outside of a core group of guys within the organization that Ron communicated with. So um, what you heard and it was from a scuttlebutt perspective was that there was lots of people saying, well, he, he didn't really share much he didn't talk much he didn't ask for input very often um and and how available was he to the media Uh, and when you have people both in hockey and then in the public eye not being able to say hey i have a relationship with him it's not going to go very far it's part of the job part of the job is to manage every every aspect of communication internally and externally and if you can do that, you're going to be more successful. Uh, I would, I would, and I, I, I have been a huge Ron Hextall fan for a ton of time. But in the end, everything you heard about Hextall positively, there was always that. Well, yeah, but who would know? It was just he and Chris Pryor. Yeah. And so, from that perspective, did that does has that hurt Ron Hextall's stock? And the answer is, it probably has. And I would suspect that Ron, if he does get back in the game, and I'm not sure he needs to. Uh, perhaps it's as a player personnel guy, and he has to rebuild rebuild some of that image that he's, he had in Philadelphia that he started so successfully in Los Angeles. John, we appreciate your insight. Thanks for joining us here on Oilers Now. I'm sure we'll be talking soon, Bob. Call you at two. See ya. Bye-bye. That's John Shannon from NHL Hockey and Rogers. It's 12.53 at Edmonton. Guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle, the 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff what is now sent you. This text comes in from Epstein's mother. What, Stoffer? No Game of Thrones reference in the opening 50 minutes of the show? What's going on? 
And that was good. It was a good show last night. Not as good as the week before, but it was good. Big for Starbucks to get that product place. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Put in there, right? Whoops. All right, we'll come back, get to some Heartland Ford text when we return in Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. All right, all right, all right. It's 12.56 in Edmonton. You can text us at 6.30, 6.30 on our Heartland Ford text line. The Chiseler, a.k.a. a voice from the past out of Vegas. Bob, give me one minute. Not in the Eastern time zone and not from the younger demographic. But I'm apologizing for texting you the most. Might not be here today. Not a smart dude, not a jerk, but did talk to seven people. Holland's a lock. Excellent hire. Babs, though, definitely not. And, Bob, the two worst words in hockey are Canes, Colorado. Final. Well, that's actually three words. All right. You can text us at 630-630. This text comes in. Some Oilers fans are idiots, says the texter. Holland is the opposite of Shirelli. He's far more open and gregarious and transparent. And obviously, he doesn't make the same hockey moves as Peter Shirelli. I'm getting excited about Holland. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Greg in Red Deer. And don't be offended if we don't get to your text. We've got about 800 in the first hour of the show here. Hey, Bob, did you know that... Uh, do you know what Holland had when he was successful as a GM? Nick Lidstrom as a number one defenseman. And as soon as Lidstrom retired, Holland was a failure, just like Peter Shirelli. Brutal hire by... He says, oh, by Nichols. I thought he said Nichols, like Cal Nichols. He spelled Nichols. I think he meant Nicholson and Cates. They should have hired Chris Pronger. He knows firsthand what this team needs from Greg in Red Deer. Kevin has texted the show. Bob, I don't really all understand all the talks surrounding the Oilers coaching. I know Hitchcock isn't confirmed to return as the Oilers head coach, but if last year taught us anything, it was that the coach wasn't the issue. To add to that, I can't imagine how hard it is for the players to constantly have new voices and systems trying to guide them. The Oilers uh, should leave the staff alone and focus on building a real NHL defense that would help prevent allowing 271 goals against in a year. Again, I'll get some extra text in a little bit later on. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, former NHL executive, and he's written the book Behind the Moves. He's interviewed Ken Holland, Jason Ferris on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.